Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now, let's dig in. The news today in the Moscow, Idaho case, where University of Idaho students Zana Kornodo, Ethan Chapin, Kaylee Gonsalves, and Madison Mogan lost their lives on November 13th, 2022, is about Zana's mother. 43-year-old Kara Northington is in the Kootenay County Jail in Coeur d'Alene on drug charges. Can you tell how hard I was trying to pronounce that correctly? She's been in custody on drug charges since February 24th after spending three weeks locked up in Spokane, Washington. While in Spokane, Northington was staying in what the Daily Mail described as ratty motel. There she was strung out on fentanyl and methamphetamine. This is so sad. These drugs are such a plague. You can tell that Northington has been ravaged by these drugs. This must be why Zana always gravitated to the mothers of her classmates when they were there for the family weekends. Kara relapsed after Zana's death and was picked up just four days later on November 19th when police in Kootenay County charged her with two counts of felony drug possession. The authorities did grant her release so she could attend Zana's memorial on December 2nd. Kara admits that after being released, she failed to go to her next court date because she was still getting high. Soon after that, a warrant was issued for her arrest. When she learned of the warrant, she went off the grid in Spokane. According to the Daily Mail, Northington is currently confined to a cell with three other inmates on bunk beds at the facility where she only has daytime access to a TV. And when that TV is on, she often hears news about her daughter's case. She describes it as an effing nightmare. It's a living nightmare. End quote. Northington says that at night she can barely sleep as she replays the crime in her mind and as she tangles with her own personal demons. Note that Northington has also been forced to detox behind bars with just ibuprofen and Gatorade to numb the symptoms. I know a lot of people are going to say, who cares about a drug addict? having to detox without the assistance of other medications, but I feel differently. I have a relative who had to detox in a jail cell, and I know what a living hell that is. What harm is there in helping someone who has this disease of addiction get through the misery of withdrawal so that they're one step closer to being clean. Goal is to get them off the drugs. You don't have to torture them in the process. Getting sober is also forcing Northington to look at her life. She told the reporter that the one thing that keeps her going is not wanting to disappoint Zana and her other two children, 22-year-old Jasmine and a teenage boy named Elijah. Northington said this of her kids, they are my strength. It's one thing to lose a child, 
But when you still have two really great children, you have to pull it together for them, you know? End quote. Unfortunately for Northington, her two surviving children allegedly are unwilling to see her right now, which I'm sure is adding to her pain and sadness. But of course, they have their own prerogative and you can't force them to do that. Kara is quoted as saying this about Xana. She was a light in this world, you know. She was just so funny. She could make everyone laugh. Send your kids to a good school, and you think they're going to be safe there, end quote. Northington has been vocal about her upset that her other daughter, Jasmine, was attending Washington State University alongside Brian Koberger, even after the police identified him as a suspect. That was when the police had him within their sights. They had not released that information to the public yet. I have to agree with her that her daughter should have been told, but perhaps the police had to keep that information tightly locked down. By the way, Kara also told the Daily News that she regrets her interview with Ashley Banfield of News Nation. It was during that interview that Northington expressed her heartbreak over her public defender, Ann Taylor, dropping her in favor of representing her daughter's alleged attacker, Brian Koberger. Taylor has since explained that although her name was on every legal document associated with Northington in Kootenay County, that was only because she's the county's chief public defender. Taylor has said she's never met with Kara Northington. I don't know if it's Kara or Kara. So it sounds like Northington was exaggerating her relationship with Taylor in that News Nation interview. Note that on January 31st, five days after that interview, Northington was arrested for criminal trespassing in Spokane. She spent the next 24 days in jail before being transferred to the jail in Coeur d'Alene. That's also where Kaylee and Madison lived before heading to college. Currently, Northington is being held on $100,000 bond and she says she's trying to keep to herself most of the time. She says she stays in her cell and she reads. She also cannot talk about her daughter's case because of the gag order that's in place. However, she can discuss her feelings. She just can't talk about the case. She describes her situation as follows. It's the worst place to be when you're going through something like this. It's the worst place possible that I could possibly be. In the jail, her cell gets unlocked during the day. That's when she's allowed to hang out in a rec room where there's a TV. Northington also told the Daily News that neither of her surviving children have reached out to her since her arrest, but she still wants to be strong for them once she does get out. She also wants to get into a treatment program that also provides therapy and services to help her secure a job. Northington said, and I quote, obviously I need treatment and I need psychiatric counseling because of what happened. I just want to get sober for Xana and my other two living kids. She has a little brother who needs me and her older sister just lost her best friend and her sister so she doesn't need to lose her mom too. And my son doesn't need to lose his mom either. All I can say is sad, sad, sad. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories.